there are so many people that are doing their job and they think they're doing okay, but really their performance measures are did they meet the boss's expectations? And what are those expectations? It depends on the boss, it depends on the day, depend, you know, so. It feels like unknown. Oh, it's totally unknown. It feels, it's unknown, right? So, so if I am working with unknown expectations as part of the system, you cannot, I am not contributing to it whatsoever. I'm simply responding to either your whim or you know, what you say is good. But if we have that on the wall and I can see my instant performance, I will adjust it automatically so that by the time we get to the end of the month and my number is supposed to be X, you know, I'm going to be X minus whatever. The Ripple Leader Podcast, exploring powerful leadership from the inside out with your hosts, Chris Hutchinson and Josh Schuler. Put a speedometer on everyone's dashboard. Do they not already have a speedometer on their dashboard? Usually not. Usually they don't. Usually they don't. And we need one on everybody's dashboard. Everybody's dashboard. This really comes down to if you have an organization where people can make it better, where you're going to have it get more and more efficient, people have to have immediate feedback. You know, in terms of, and one of the examples I use is the little, the little LED, you, this is your speed, here's the speed limit, and it, you know, flashes at five over, and if you're 10 over, it's saying slow down in red. All that, none of that information is new, right? You have it on a speedometer, hopefully if it works, and you're looking up on, you know, you know you're in a school zone, but by having that instant feedback right together, uh, people typically, it's a pretty significant amount that they go under the speed limit and reduces speeds in there. So there are so many people that are doing their job and they think they're doing it okay, but really their performance measures are did they meet the boss's expectations? And what are those expectations? It depends on the boss. It depends on the day. Depend, you know, so yeah, it pe- feels like it's often unknown. Oh, it's totally it's unknown. Totally it feels like it's unknown, right? So, so if I am working with unknown expectations as part of the system, you cannot. I am not contributing to it whatsoever. I'm simply responding to either your whim or you know what you say is good. But if we have it on the wall, and I can see my instant performance, I will adjust it automatically so that by the time we get to the end of the month, and my number is supposed to be X, you know, I'm going to be X minus whatever. If I can possibly do it. If I can't, that's another thing. Is it my capability? Is it the system? How can you help me? But if it's just I, I come to you and you say, you screwed up, I, wh- what am I supposed to do? I can't tell what the speed limit is. I don't know what the speedometer says. And so there's no way for me to self-adjust. If we, a lot of, if you look at Lean and some other process improvement efforts, they're doing just this. They're putting things in front of people that say, here's how you're doing. So you know, gee, that was too much. That's too little. We're back to the more is not always better. One of the big challenges is that people tend not to use behavioral measures. They'll say, "Do your job," but this, this, and this. Get these things done, but they don't say, "And you can't be a jerk." And you know, why is it that you don't have those? They're hard to measure. Mm. You know, I think we, we get into some of the things that if you pick a few things that are really easy to measure and optimize around those, you can cause a lot of problems. Right. Uh, and and yet, but there's if you gen- call me a jerk, I can say, "What are you talking about? You're a jerk." Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> but if you, you know, it can be there can be things down to even behavioral, like uh, working with a, a client at one point had somebody who was really felt very passionate about their values and sort of inflicted it on customers. They didn't feel agreed with those values. Mm-hmm. It was causing problems. So we actually sat down and figured out what are the things that are most vital for that person's behavior. And it turned out you couldn't say you need to be professional because what is professional, but you could say your voice should never be louder than the client's. That's something he could tell. Mm-hmm. That's something the client could tell. That's something the boss could tell. And they could get together on a regular basis and say, so how'd this week go? Well, I kind of heard you yelling at Jim Smith. You know, he's like, oh, I did pretty good. Well, with Jim, you were definitely louder. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay. And they actually worked out a procedure where the boss 
would say, hey, John, I think you might be, you might need a second, I think it was what, it, and, the, and the person said if they worked out this kind of code where he said, oh, thanks, Jim, he'd go out, blow off some steam, come back, everything was fine. So it was, while the boss was being directive about you need to be better in this area, we all knew what the measurement was, he could tell where it was, and then we could talk about how to get there versus, no, your measurement's not what I think is important. So imagine an organization that doesn't have speedometers. Maybe they don't even have the, the easy stuff to measure apart from some of the more behavioral things. Well, everybody will tend to do what they think is the most important thing. And sure. you might have people to work together long enough and have beat it all out of each other so that they do those things. Yeah. But imagine it's not explicit. Like it's completely implied, inferred by... Oh, yeah. You know, well, that, that'll work until started. the new person walks in the door. And right. that's why people go, like, why does this guy not get it or whatever? And we all get it. It's the curse of knowledge. We all know this. We know what good looks like. It's almost like the rules of the tribe. Yeah. Like, well, and in fact, there's this pretty cool experiment. I think it was done by Stanford. They had some primates. They put in a large cage, and they put a, a set of stairs with a top stair being wired to a valve, which flooded the cage with cold water. And at the top of the stair, hanging above it, they put a, some fruit. And so they had um, the, the primates, you know, I think it was monkeys, that they would say, wow, fruit. They'd climb up to the top. They'd hit the top stair, boosh, cold water. It didn't hurt them, but they didn't like it. And they kind of, all of them tried it, right, until they were like, okay, that's not working. And then they started swapping out members of the cage. So a new member would come in, a member of the team, and say, look, fruit, low-hanging fruit right there. And they'd go up to, and, and the, the, all the animals would hold it back because they didn't even want to have the cold water. And over time, they actually placed all the primates. This stuff is hanging right there. Nobody knew, nobody had gotten the negative reaction that caused them not to go up there besides their peers wouldn't let them do it. Wow. And so that's the kind of thing that um, behaviorally, if you know what's going to be important for here's what I know is good and here's how I can tell I'm good, then I can go for that myself. I'm not going to just rely on that tribal knowledge. And either I'm in the group and I know what's happening and maybe I've limited myself unconsciously or um, you know, I'm going to go cause problems and, and be in trouble because I don't know what the standard is and people have to reinforce it with me because I don't get it. I hear examples in my head, even in my past career, people saying, oh, no, don't do that. Yeah. Or, you know, we, we, we can't do that here. Or, right. And you're like, I, why couldn't we? I have no Yeah, <laughs> right. Why couldn't well, we just don't do it? See, but if we have some hard measures, and it could be measures of how we treat each other, too. It doesn't have to be only like dollars and cents results. But if we have hard measures that we all know what we're dealing with, we all do a 360 and get feedback, and our numbers should be probably in this kind of thing. Or if we have problems, we're like, wow, you know, I'm not showing up in the right way. I can self-adjust. Or we can find out, do I need some help? And if I can't make it, then maybe I don't belong here. But that's different than did I appeal to the boss and, and meet their whims or what they thought was important. Mm. Okay, so if I have, can I have too many speedometers? I'm, I'm assuming I can have too many speedometers, yeah. too many things I'm checking, and then I can have too few. Where's well, there's, the there's sort of like if the numbers completely dictate what the, we do and there is no human judgment whatsoever, you know, metrics tend not to be perfect. And, and if we have one metric, I get really nervous because it means we could sub-optimize like, I think profitability metric was Enron, right? They were very profitable until they were horribly not. Uh, so there should be multiple things that we look at. And if those dictate everything without any human intervention, you're not leading. On the other side, if all your job is to do is, you know, nope, you're not doing it right. Nope, you're not doing it right. Nope, you know, someday you're going to do it right and I'll tell you. You know, the uh, proverbial, bring me a rock. No, not that rock. No, 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 not that rock. You know, and you, people are guessing what it is. That's not helpful. Instead, are we providing, am I making sure the organization gives people information to self-correct, to know where they are, 
to adjust what they're doing. And we do that, then we're enabling the entire brain power of everybody, not just mine and my ability to see things. For more about Ripple and Ripple Leadership, visit us online at rippleleader.com. You can order your copy of Ripple and gain access to other valuable resources. If you're on Twitter, follow and interact with Chris at at rippleleader. And the Ripple Leader podcast is brought to you by the great folks at the Trebuchet Group. Trebuchet Group, a group of consultants that believe their success is a byproduct of the success they help others create. And you can learn more about the work of the Trebuchet Group at trebuchetgroup.com. I want to thank you for listening. And until next time, as always, go out and make some ripples.